Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. A holiday episode? Can we call it that? Yeah. I guess it's a holiday episode. We'll be we're recording this on November twenty third. If you are someone that celebrates Thanksgiving in the United States, that will be on Thursday. So when this goes up, it'll be the twenty sixth. So hopefully you had a good holiday. Sitting in line shopping, waiting for Black Friday deals, listening to our podcast. True. Yeah, if you're looking for deals right now on a Friday, if you're not working or got up early for something, hopefully you're finding the deals that work for you, which is perfect because this goes live at six a.m. So if you're up and early waiting for something, some gift, maybe it's a gift for family for the holidays, whatever that is. Hopefully you are doing all right today. Buy all the Pokemon cards, all the Pokemons for yourself. All of them, just like the scalpers. Actually, no, we don't want that. Please don't scalp. Again, we are recording this on November 23rd. It is a Tuesday. Obviously, we will not be recording as Joe and I both live in the United States. We will not be recording on Thanksgiving. That is a day where we get to spend time with family and friends and watch disappointing football. Mm -hmm. We have a very special show for you today. But before we get to that, I have to ask, Joe, how are you doing on this wonderful Tuesday evening? I pretty neutral. Uh, Well, not neutral. I'm actually on the happier side. Neutral. I take that back. I'm on the happier side. Uh, I got a, a you family member yesterday morning hey we did it and i don't really find many babies adorable early on but this this kid looks like a gosh darn baby doll well you know it's it's in your family right so you have that you have a little bit of bias but they're good looking they're no. good looking baby no this is unbiased it's just a it's just an amazing baby yeah this is an amazing baby Nice. Well, congratulations there. That's a good way. That's a that's a good way to start the week. Mm-hmm. We got something to be thankful for. Oh, totally, a hundred percent. Especially this time of year, getting to the holidays. It's a little colder, so the moments you can have warm moments with family and friends and whoever is always very special. So that's also that's always something to be very happy with. Anything else? Other than that, just chilling. Hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. Here's our plan for today. First off, we have a little bit of news. Itty bitty bit. Not a whole lot going on this week in terms of stuff. One very important piece of news, but we'll get there when we get there. Do we save it for last or do we just second half? Which is patience, Joe. Patience. <laughs> the second thing we're going to do today, we are going to actually spend some time with a third member of our show. Ibby is going to be joining us to actually have a conversation on the show. So instead of being behind the scenes, He's going to answer some questions because Ibby is a player that has taken a pretty pretty big break from the game and has recently returned. So we are going to spend some time talking with him about his experiences coming back to the game really since GX's, and hopefully it'll be a good, a good show for you. I thought we were going to interview Craig. If Craig answered, we'd probably interview him every week. He says now recording. He does. He does say now recording, and then after that, he just kind of leaves us. So we're kind of just stuck, uh, stuck waiting for a bit. But we're going to start with the news. Two very important pieces. One, a new trademark was filed for the Pokemon trading card game. As of today, at around 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, Incandescent Arcana, 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 I'm going to say Arcana, has been filed by Pokemon TPCI, and we know that this is a TCG set. 
Aside from that, again, you know how it is. When we talk about trademarks, it's never really a ton going on. It's just information we know about. I'm assuming this is another Diamond and Pearl set because we've covered Diagopalkia, Arceus, Darkrai, Giratina. We have a lot of legendaries left over. Gen 4 is known for its tons of side legendaries and mythical Pokemon. Spoiler alert. Whether it's whether it's Cresselia, Heatran, Regigigas, there's a lot of legendaries that exist. The Lake Spirits, Manaphy, Shaman. It literally is a gigantic list. So Wait, I'm Shaman's assuming... in Diamond and Pearl? Shaman is in Diamond and Pearl, yes. <sighs> Spoilers! Oh, you're okay. You're fine. Oh. The TCG is the TCG. Joe's upset because, I don't know, Joe just likes to be upset. Mike, Mike speeds run, th- speed runs a lot of games. Do, but I haven't shared experiences with the game. But the Pokemon that exists, the legendaries, hey, it's part of the news. We got to talk about it. Okay. We got to talk about it. So the legendaries that at least Poke Beach speculates about are as follows. Uxie, Mesprit, Azelf, which are the Lake Spirits. Heatran, Regigigas, Cresselia, Manaphy, and Fion. Um, they mentioned that Shaman is being featured in another set that we're getting, that first V-Star set, Brilliant Stars. There's just a lot to work with. There's a lot to work with that we haven't seen yet. So I'm assuming that Poke Beach is correct and also making the assumption that we'll be getting kind of the back half of the legendaries as a theme. Other than that, though, Joe, any comments? I mean, it's pretty much a lot, not a lot that we know, just kind of that it exists. Like, well, some of the Pokemon that are mentioned in the issues image-wise, there's a Cresselia, Leafeon, Glaceon. Heatran, Regigigas. We can only assume that, well, we already know V-Stars for Leafeon and Glaceon, but I'm going to assume the other one's going to get V-Stars as well. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, like I said, yeah, as you said, we have Glaceon, we have Leafeon. We'll just have to wait and see, but it's safe to assume Cresselia, Regigigas, Heatran, all those guys that we've said now are probably getting V-Stars. Cario V-Star, Darkrai V-Star. That's confirmed. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be sweet. I love these legendaries coming out. All these mythical Pokemon. I mean, Gen 4 and 5 have some very unique collections of mythical Pokemon. We are a TCG podcast, though, so we're going to move into the second part of news. This is the big one. This is the big one. The big one, even, even aside from the interview, let's just be honest. This is the biggest piece of news here. In months. In I years. mean, yeah, even years. The creation of this show. The biggest piece of news you're going to ever hear since the inception of the show. Over two years of Just episodes. 130 slash 40 episodes all climbing up to this one special important moment. And here it is. As of Sunday... We had some character rares revealed. One of them, Boltund V, which is a really no. Good... Let's not. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not no, that, that important. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> not there yet. Boltund V got revealed, which is cool, right? And next, it is a good one. It's a good, it's a good card. But more importantly, we got another character rare, and it happens to be Professor Kakui paired up with his trusty. Rock rough. There it is, people. It's not a lichen rock, but it's a rock rough. 
if not We've more adorable. We've made it. They've answered all of your letters that you've been sending just religiously. Weeks and weeks of letters, daily calls. Fans, I want to thank you for listening to me and sending in your letters to Pokemon to get this character rare for, for the like a Rock family. It's a big moment. I want to really thank is. every single one of you who called in, wrote letters, tweeted, Discordiaed, uh, whatever TikToked and Instagrammed Pokemon nonstop for this magical moment. Indeed, it is a great looking card, and who knows? Maybe Rockruff is still in our future, or Lycanroc. We'll just have to wait and see. Keep those letters going, boys. And girls. Keep them going. We are not done here. Joe, is there anything else you'd like to say about our Rockruff character rare being revealed? When is it being released? Uh, it's part of the VMAX Climax set, so I have no idea. But probably soon. Probably next year, right? In the 2022 rotation. Which I imagine it's probably going to be our February little... set. Are you sure it's not going to be its own special set? I don't know. There's a lot of character rares, so maybe maybe it will be, but we know how big these sets no, are. No, 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 just the, just the Rockruff has its own special set. It'll be a product for Rockruff. Show us product. What if it's a product for Rockruff character rare, Lycanroc, and you get a jumbo Lycanroc? Please? We'll Please? just have to wait and see. Aside from that, there were some other cards that were revealed. We got Purification Gloves, so more of the gloves that we talked about forever. This this is for Psychic Pokemon, does 30 more damage to your opponent's active Psychic. And then Hunter's Glove, which do 30 more damage to your opponent's active Normal type or Colorless. Aside from that, not a whole lot revealed on the card side, not a whole it's lot Dragon. Revealed. Oh, it is Dragon, you're right. I saw N. I went too fast. It is Dragon. So Hunter's Gloves is for Dragon types. But aside from that, not a whole lot of news otherwise. I, I think it's time to get into our stuff. Our you stuff. ready, Joe? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got an interview here. So we have Ibby with us. Ibby, say hello. Hello. Ibby is here hanging with us, and we figured today would be a great opportunity to kind of get you involved in today's show because you have a more of a behind-the-scenes role, and, you know, it's good to give people opportunities to join the team on the episode as well. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, Joe was uh, talking with me about some topics earlier today, so I haven't really done too much today. Went to the post office, took care of a few things. Just finished up some a bit of a late lunch, and now I'm here and ready to go. You eat lunch at five? Oh, yeah, sometimes I do. I just forget to eat, and when I forget to eat, I just don't remember for a chunk of time until my stomach goes, hey, you're hungry, you should eat. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Hey, sometimes it happens. Before we get into our general questions, I'll kind of lead off with the first one, and then I'll let Joe kind of ch- toss a couple of your way. The The goal of this interview here is just to kind of get a, a perspective from someone who is jumping in the game. I mean, you've been you've been playtesting with us for a few months now, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit longer than that, but you took a pretty big break from the game, didn't you? Yeah, I think about like two and a half years or something like that, I want to say. It's it's been a minute, yeah. What was the last? Do you remember what the last like really good card was? The last time you were playing the last consistently? really good card when I was playing consistently. I don't probably like Buzzwall honestly because because when I stopped playing, 
It was like the launch of that one dragon set. I don't remember what it was called. Um, Dragon's Majesty? Or Dragon's Majesty. Yes, yes, yeah. And so everyone thought Rayquaza was going to be good, and it kind of flopped. So I think that the last really big like card, because that was between the seasons, uh, between the play seasons, so I think the last really big card that like saw a bunch of play was that Boswell, I think. I want to say, I might be wrong, but... So yeah. the Rayquaza you're talking about, that came out in Celestial, Celestial Storm. Storm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's right, yeah. So Celestial Storm came out, and that was the first year, I believe, that we had the New Worlds rotation, where there was that weak period where the Worlds happened before rotation hit. Yeah. So it was that weird period where Celestial Storm, which was our, our August fall set, you could say, or early fall, like, late summer set, was legal for a week with a bunch of cards that were rotating after the Worlds. Yeah. I think I think it was if I remember correctly, like day one was a bunch of different decks and day two everybody switched because the format switched. I don't know. It was crazy though. It was it was wild. But that was the last time you played, right? Yeah, that's the last time I went to like an actual event is um I came out to the secondary store that we play at actually. So it wasn't even technically sanctioned, but we just used to meet up and play. So that was the last time that I kinda went to an organized play event. Um since then I haven't been to anything. It's always just been us kind of hanging out playing cards, so so to, yeah. to piggyback off that comment, why? my first question really is, why did you stop playing? Because we all have our reasons to pick up and put down the game. You know, everyone has a hundred different reasons for it. But for you personally, what made you stop and kind of take the break that you went on? Because you kind of, you sold out all your cards. You really did kind of just stop playing the game. Yeah. Um. You know, there was like, like you said, there's like a different, I think there's a bunch of different reasons, but I think the one that stuck out to me, that stood out to me the most was probably... Just the fact that I didn't really, like, know where the meta was going. We just came out of Buzzwall. We just came out of whatever was going on, that whole nonsense, the shenanigans. I actually think it might have been, like, Zorark and stuff, too. But um, there was a lot of different cards coming out, and I wasn't really comfortable with, with the diversity of the meta. It felt like we were going sort of back to a big one-shot meta, and I just wasn't super huge into it. And especially because I already knew that the tag teams were coming out at that point, I believe, because I... I think that the time that I actually decided to sell out was a little bit later. Um, and I remember that it was confirmed that tag teams were coming and it was peak ROM and a couple other things. And I think I remember seeing those in the three prize trade. And I just, I just kind of looked at it and I said, well, if this is the next chunk of the game, I should probably get my money back now and then just kind of sit and wait and then see if maybe there's a time to jump back in. Um, so that was kind of really the big thing. I also think it was like a time thing. Like any competitive hobby takes a, a chunk of your time. Um, and there was just other things that I wanted to do at the time. Like I was playing a lot of FGC games at the time. I think Street Fighter V had just come out. So that was pretty much like the big reason those. I think those two things was just like time and just the way that the meta was evolving, the way that the game was moving. I just wasn't super into where it was going, I think. That, that makes total sense. I mean, you just kind of have have a meta that doesn't fit you and life opportunities come up and moments come up where you go, all right, well, I can get money now and let's, yeah. let's kind of put it all in before it all tanks and I just don't enjoy the game. Yeah, it's like, it was one of those things where like a lot of those cards were rotating too, obviously. Um, and like, I was looking at some of the decks that were coming out and I think my options were like Blounds, Picarom, and something else. And I just, none of them seemed that unique and like i said we we're getting in the whole tag team meta and the three prize trade just didn't seem that appealing to me in the context that it had before obviously it's evolved a lot now 
Um, and that's kind of, I guess, why I've gotten back into it as well. So, yeah. So on that topic of getting back into it, mm -hmm. I guess ultimately, I, you may mention it right now, but what ultimately drew you back into the game after that big hiatus? It might sound like it's like an off-topic reason in a certain sense, but really it's the community. Um, it, it's it's always sort of been that community that you can come back to even after like a long time away from it, whether it be through the cards or the video games or whatever else. And everyone's so welcoming. And um, obviously you guys play it. A lot of my friends play the card game. A lot of my close friends play the card game. Um, I like getting people into it. And there's a certain competitive itch that just cannot be scratched outside of card games. And out of all the card games that are available, and I've tried many, out of all the card games that were available, Pokemon is kind of one that called to me. Like, there was a time at which, even when I was around stopping playing, where I tried, like, Dragon Ball Super. We tried Dragon Ball Super. Uh, we tried, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and something else. Um, I dabbled, like, a little bit here and there, but it's always Pokemon that brings me back. So just looking at some of the cards that were coming out, seeing the fact that the meta was kind of diversifying, listening from you guys, hearing about, like, a lot of the decks that were sort of... Um, doing very well during the pandemic, especially like obviously there was no sanctioned events, but what was seeing some play online, those sorts of decks seemed interesting to me. It seemed like a great time to jump in to start seeing people again um, after we all got, um, you know, after we all got our shots and everything like that. And so it was just a good opportunity to kind of get back into playing with my friends and doing something and spending time with you guys. So. That was definitely one of the reasons, but um, and probably the biggest reason. But I think the the secondary reason that's very important to me is just I'm a I am by nature also a competitive person, much like Mike. Um, and so I need something to sort of scratch that itch. And there's there's the way that cards scratches that itch. There's nothing really like it. Um, it's very unique in the way that you play a card game. The feeling outplaying your opponent min-maxing your deck, your options, those kinds of things, like every turn that you play, thinning, things like that. It's it's very, very wholly unique to card games. And there's a certain aspect of like a randomness to cards that I think adds to that exhilaration. Um, and controlling that RNG is wholly unique to card games. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons I, I got back in as well. But I mean, like you said, there's many. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much the two big ones. So now that you've kind of gotten yourself back in mm -hmm. here, you're playing. We're starting to get back into in-person play. What do you got your eyes on right now? Because again, we're we're still in a three three prize meta. Yeah, I mean, single prizes are kind of getting better, um, but but V maxes have a whole different feel, right? Than tag teams as a whole. Indeed, yeah. I mean, it's completely changed. So what what is catching your eye right now as a player coming back in as something that you want to get into playing and and, and you've kind of been testing a bit. So there's really two decks, and I'm leaning more towards one than the other, um, but the two decks that I was really focused on, and I proxy played these, um, and that's a discussion for another time, but um, was Gengar VMAX Single Strike and um, Inteleon VMAX Rapid Strike, um, the new one that just came out in the set. They were released in Japan as like the deck battle things. Um, I saw those cards, and I was immediately interested in them, and not just because of the cards themselves and what they did, but because they really showed the fact that Pokemon, I think, has learned from this past, like, two years that I've not been playing. And they've sort of changed the way that they're approaching card design and game design to sort of encapsulate more of decks being not just three prizers and smacking really big numbers, but also using smaller cards that are two prize and one prize to come up with a cohesive strategy that wins. Like, 
Um, Inteleon's where I'm leaning right now, as you know, and I absolutely love the deck. Um, I like the spread and everything. It might not be the greatest deck in the world. I'm not sure how it's going to run later on, but I do know that it's incredibly fun to play for me. Um, when you get those knockouts after like doing like the 200 IQ play of spreading damage where it, where it goes and then doing like a five price, five price turn in one turn. And then the next turn you take game, that's really exhilarating. And it's just the way that kind of you have all these small pieces that sort of move together as what feels like this whole like force or army, I guess. And it's like, you have like one prize cards with the Intellions and like the search ones, the, the rapid strike ones that shoot. And then you have the basculin. Um, you have the search cards with auxiliary, just the way that that deck sort of functions with the one prizers, the synergy with the two prizers and the three prizers. I like that a lot. Um, and it just feels wholly unique. Um, so that's kind of what I have my eye on right now. I think that's what I'm probably going to end up playing as I as we return to going to uh, sanctioned events for points. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we'll see. Like, there's a lot of really cool decks right now, which is one of the most awesome things about coming back to this game is I feel like it's the perfect time because so many things seem like viable and you might have said that before about this game but I really do think that now is like the perfect time to be playing Pokemon because pretty much anything that is a VMAX coming out from forward as long as it's not like an exception could potentially be played or you could make it work and though that's always been the case it's a lot easier to make it work now and so I like the idea of sort of building around a card that I uh, like how Plazer feels. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I have my eye on and also like sort of why I think now is a great time to play, too. So someone who had played when supporters were able to be playing on their first turn, how have you mm. felt and adapted to the new rule for, for you of not being able to play supporter first turn? I actually totally forgot about that. Honestly, um, it was one of those things that miffed me a lot when I first started playing uh, again. Like I was like, I'd constantly make the mistake trying to play a supporter or I'd think to not play around it. But um, now that I've kind of gotten used to it, I think it's it's actually like a really welcome change. Um, I so much enjoy not being end to like, or I guess like what would, would, it, would have been would be Marnie in this case, Marnie to four on my first turn. That would suck. Just having a reverse prize thing where, you know, like, you get screwed turn one. It's it's never feels good, and it kind of feels like your opponent's unfairly pulling you out of the game. Um, and you might have had like a plan, a game plan that you you had get getting going, but now it's kind of just all gone. Um, and it it's also at the same time weird um, because you're sort of limited on your options. But I sometimes feel just in general for games and um, game design that limitations are sort of a good thing because. Like you said, they sort of make you adapt and try new things. Um, so I've changed the way that I think about like going through my hand. And I think it's made me a little more careful about just drawing cards for the sake of drawing cards, um, which I believe I used to do a lot. Like, I mean, the meta that I was playing, there was like two drop. I mean, there's Zoroark. You have um, Tapu Lele for a supporter and then you get to bridge it or do whatever else you want. Turn one. Um, so like there was a lot of things that you could do per se, but it almost felt sort of overwhelming and it was very easy to potentially make the wrong play, discard some pieces that you might've needed or, um, maybe picked the wrong card, um, turn one with a turn one supporter, or perhaps even just getting end of the turn afterwards. And now your, your hand is gone pieces that you set up. Those kinds of things don't really happen as much. So 
I've adapted to it in a sense of just trying to be a little more conscious of what I'm doing on my first turn and understanding that I'm sort of not setting up for turn two, but turn three. And um, I play less on like what my opponent's doing at the beginning of the game now, which is something that I know you guys talked to me about before um, with like kind of paying too much attention to that. So it's definitely a different change, but I think I think it's welcome. And I very much think that it was a necessary like change that they needed to make for this card game to sort of take itself to the next level and become a little more friendly for people to play. Yeah, I mean, just alone, the disruption that can happen from the turn one supporter really, really changes things drastically. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's combos we know exist and expanded, like you've kind of talked about where it's like, oh, like, I just don't have a hand or all the things I had were gone. Right. And now I'm kind of just because of a coin flip, I am now put a step behind purely because I called heads and it landed on tails. Yeah, and that's not a good feeling. And I, I distinctly recall that feeling on different occasions prior. So I'm glad that they put the real the rule in. Yeah, because I don't know, the thing was that I don't know if you were around that convoy, but I think you were it was like the let loose marsh shadow or the judge turn mm -hmm. one meta where like that that caused a lot of people to rage quit. Yeah. Well just made it just made the game not enjoyable right and the whole point like you said your biggest reason for returning was the social aspect of being around the players and we talk about that on this show a lot that joe and i are we'll say we are competitive but we are at the end of the day we are casual players that play with the community that's why the show exists <laughs> is because we play with a community and that that's the reason to play but when there's combos that get in the way of that i guess we'll say get in the way of those friendships and relationships it can it can pull you away from the game you hate to say that's what it is but it kind of is like that yeah it's it's easy to like feel as though like something that someone does in a game like this is personal in a certain sense and that like being screwed in a turn one sort of puts you in a position in which it's it's a toxic game sense so yeah it's definitely a better feeling now so looking at that then you know, we, we talked about kind of how things have changed, the turn one supporter rule. You've been testing a little bit just as a whole, and I, I feel like we've bounced around this topic, but I, I do want to ask it in general. How are you feeling going from just GXs to VMAXs? I mean, you, you stopped with tag teams because of their over-centralizing yep. power and stuff, and, and that is completely understandable. I think a lot of people actually stopped playing during that time for those reasons. I didn't right. really enjoy it. <laughs> No, I mean, we played through it, and it was like, oh, this is this is a thing, and it's here, you know? And we kind of found our spots eventually, but... And the pandemic actually kind of helped subdue some of that stuff, but... Oh, totally, because it forced people almost to take a break, because we mm. kind of had to. You know, now that where the game is, we get the turn mm. one supporter rule, we know where we were with GXs. Where do you think, as a player returning, where do you think, if you could sum it up, and again, we've kind of been bouncing around this, where do you think the state of the game is right now and going forward? I mean, with the sets coming out, with the cards we've talked about, because you're in the background for our shows, right? You hear mm -hmm. what we talk about. Right. Where do you think the state of the game is just as a card game going forward with the mechanics that exist? Uh, I know it's a, this is more of a complex question, but mm -hmm. as a guy who's played a bunch of games, how do you feel the game is, is staged right now for the next couple of years? So... I know we've talked a little about, it, the, about a reset or something, and I almost would want to say that it's not necessary. And I, I would even go as far to say that 
this game isn't only just healthy in the current state that it is, but it's diverse and it's refreshing. Like the breath of like, I could only describe it as it's almost like a breath of fresh air um, coming back into this game um, as opposed to feeling it the way that it was before. And you sort of see the potential that it has. Um, and this isn't even just talking about this game, but in this larger sense of games in general, like you would describe this in any game with a meta as not just healthy, but there's like potential for like starting to butt in some esports or something like that at this point, because they've sort of balanced it to the point at which it, it feels like the odds are in your favor, which is odd because it's a game about odds like it's a card game so by nature there's a lot of quote-unquote randomness but the way that you sort of manipulate that the diversification of the the cards that you're able to put in your deck to contribute to the strategy that you're trying to complete um to get to that win that in the time that i've played this game i haven't seen that level of dedication to trying to diversify that strategy i wouldn't say that's the quote-unquote golden era for me but it's almost there it's i think with just a couple little tweaks here and there to try to balance the game a little more i think this would be the card game to rule them all right like for me like it, it always has been but i feel like i can make a very upstanding argument to other people that they should check out pokemon especially with tcg live coming um, and consider it maybe being a game that's going to be played for the future as potentially an esport or um, even in a non-competitive sense, like getting in casually. It's it's just a really good game to spend some time, spend some money playing. It's a good to it's nice to to spend some time with family or friends to and play this game. It's all around just a really healthy game now. I think in comparison, especially to where it was before. Um, so. I really do see this in the next four or five years. I, I This is my personal belief that I think this game will only continue to grow um, to a point at which there might be some balancing mistakes later on in the future. But as of right now, I think, I hope, and I think that it will continue to garner players. And like I said, with the reveal of TCG Live, I hope that it sort of hits a bit more of a wider stage and starts to grab people who played Hearthstone or played Shadowverse or whatever else or mtg online or whatever they're playing really um and bring them to this game and coalesce and and sort of rally the forces i guess and and more or less push through the next couple of years as being like a really healthy game with a lot of potential for very unique plays and very um unique decks so yeah i think it's i think it's a really good spot And I think we're going to end off with this question here. You mentioned early that earlier that you were getting some of your friends in and you've been well, obviously made a bigger hiatus. Mm -hmm. What recommendations can you give someone who either A, has taken a long break like you have, mm -hmm. um, and I met some of your friends that you brought along to our testing groups and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what are some strategies or ways you can help your friends who've never played before um, how did you help them decide decks or uh, where to go, where to get cards, kind of, and how to kind of help construct the way for them to play in a competitive or semi-competitive sense, I guess? Um, honestly, like the biggest advice that I could give anyone starting this game is worry about what's fun to you 
and try to do something around that to start to learn the fundamentals and the mechanics of the game before you delve too deeply into some of the more meta decks because i think those decks demand a little bit of a uh, higher level of piloting and so sometimes those decisions can be difficult to make when you're thinking about too many things at once that's definitely one thing um and as far as like where to go to like get cards or deck lists like obviously your your LGS is nice um but in terms of deck lists and stuff like that i think that um there's a lot of different resources like streamers and things like that but really at the end of the day watching streams um looking at content on youtube whatever else um i really like celio i know a lot of people don't but i think that he sort of strikes that balance of being like a casual player and a competitive player and i think that's something that this podcast also does very well um so if you are a listener and you have a friend or a family member who um, is looking to get into the card game and it's something that they have been thinking about for a while or maybe you just want to try to get someone new into the game and enjoy some time with them i'd highly recommend coming here this is a great resource in terms of finding out what's going on keeping up with the news and also in the sense of some um, mid-level meta strategies and the way that you guys think and talk about cards i think is very appealing to casual players who are also trying to be competitive and sort of like at that in between um and i think there's something that can be learned from for anyone in this card game so I mean, there's a lot of different resources, but yeah, I'd say one of my biggest tips is just have fun. Like, it's a game at the end of the day. Um, yes, it's competitive, um, but keep in mind that it's a game and, and cherish the relationships that you make through it because they're amazing. Um, and just have fun with what you're doing. Play what you want. Um, try new things because sometimes you find something that's unique. Um, and as you get into the game a little more and you sort of get a little more competitive, then you could think about some of the the more meta options and things like that, but take it a step at a time. So, oh, uh, that reminded me for, for a second. You know, like have fun mm-hmm. with it. Reminds me that that meme. Uh, like we, we've heard it all the time in our, our Discord channels. It's like that, but the the Ilya Buzgalov uh, meme. Yeah. <laughs> Why you have to be so mad? It's, it's only game. game. <laughs> hey, but that's what it is, though, right? I mean, it is. It is. You have fun with it. You enjoy it with family and friends, and we say that at the end of every at the end of every episode because that's that's what's important, right? That's why we do the show. We are three friends that are hanging out because we play the card game. Mm-hmm. We have no other motivation than that. <laughs> there's nothing else to it, right? There's no winnings. There's no competitive like edge of like numbers and getting the biggest show in the world. Like we do it because we love it, and that's why we want you to play. Yeah, that's right, true. And, and that's a wonderful community. So, so yeah, I know we've that, tried hard during that hiatus to get you back in the game. You did we several did. times. We did totally. And, and, and you can't force someone to play, but like the community and the people you play with have everything to do with it. That's true. And I'm glad I'm back. I really am. So okay. shoot, that's good to hear. Well, we we appreciate you having you. I mean, you're normally on, but we appreciate you having your mic unmuted. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's it's good to it's good to have a third person on to talk to. We get a chance to do every once in a while, and you know, before we close out the show, we just want to say, I, th- I think I say it for both Joe and I, is we appreciate you having you having you on today. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that I get to talk about this. Um, and I'm really happy that you guys are still doing this. It's been like two years now, right? So Getting close to three. We're on our way to three. Three, uh, three will go. be in April. Yeah, we. We're, hey, we're, it's gonna be there before we know it. More than so, two and a half. I mean, like, it's just, I think it's still awesome that you guys love this card game so much that you're willing to be patient with me as well and, and 
try to get me back into the game. And um, when I did get back, you guys are very helpful. Awesome resource. Um, so to everyone out there, these guys are genuinely the bomb. Um, please, 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 if you have friends or family who are trying to get back into the game or trying to learn about the card game, this is a wonderful resource. And these guys are not only a wealth of information, but they're two of the kindest human beings I've ever met on this earth. So. Hey, well, you know, we appreciate that. I appreciate it. Genuinely, we appreciate it. It's, it's a good team. It's a good team that we, we work hard as a show. So I guess we can kind of close it out on that positive note. I mean, Joe, you got anything to say before we close out? Well, I hope everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Get the great deals and it's going to be Christmas shopping soon. So take some of the advice that AB gave and get some people back into the game or some new people. Get them some Pokemon cards if you can find any, I guess. If you can find any, I guess. That is the way to end it. Thank you all so much for listening this week. Play Pokemon Family and Friends, again, especially over these holiday times. If you end up celebrating those holidays, if not, again, still good to play the games. Thank you all so much for supporting the show, and we will see you next week.